Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Mia, and with me is Bonnie. Bonnie! Welcome, <laughs> welcome Bonnie, to our show. Yay! How are you? Oh, my God, how, how are, are you today, Money Mia? Boss? I'm great. How are you, Miss Money Boss? <laughs> I'm good, but I'll tell you something. Mercury retrograde has been really getting to me. I don't know about you, but, oh, my God, I have been feeling those energies so intensely, and it has been wiping me out. Um, this is actually, it, like the last couple days, it has shifted for me, and I feel really fabulous. And it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm wondering now if it affects some people due to their astrology. Why not? You know, when you're born. Exactly. So exactly. it's interesting exactly. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been a little I'm, under the weather, but I'm, I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> yay. I'm glad because... We have some a few topics that you and I chose to talk about today, and they're absolutely ones that I want to talk with you. So I'm glad that you're here. Um, so first, we're gonna we're gonna break them down into three different segments. But we're gonna be talking about the ebb and flow of business and how to deal with the downtime, how to navigate the overbearing entrepreneur, and why being honest in business is vital. So those are three things that you're going to experience today with us. So. Mm. Let's begin. How exciting. So let's Yay. talk about the ebb and flow of business. And how well, and you know what? It's, so, it's such good timing to talk about that right now because right now we're actually dealing with the ebbs and flows of business. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I say that is because it's tax time. Yes. That's true. It so, is. you know, so like a lot for a lot of people – this is a time where people like freak out and they start to constrict because they have to go in to do their taxes and they haven't, you know, prepared themselves. And so they're really intense and there's a lot of pressure going on right now. So this is a really intense time for a lot of business owners because of tax season. And, you know, and we have to recognize that as part of also the ebb and flow of business because it does affect our businesses a lot of times. That's right, it does. So I want to talk a little bit about the ebb and flow and how to deal with uh, up times and down times with time. Mm-hmm. And then let's then talk about how it affects us with money. And then let's talk about our clients. How does that sound? Does that sound cool? Well, and energy and managing it and like how to manage it, how to manage your energy during the ebbs and the flows of business too. Because I think all that's really important. Okay, super. So let's start with energy then. Because you were just saying that you felt you were energy drained from um, Mercury and retrograde. And yep. you've had, this is your busy time because it's yep. tax season and you had an embezzlement case and all sorts of stuff. So you were really busy and now you're a little bit having a little bit of downtime. Not a lot, but yep. a little. Which is nice, but it's <laughs> much more fun needed downtime. Yes, I, and believe it or not, even though because I'm I don't file tax returns, I do everything up to the tax return. 
So most of my clients have already filed their taxes. So yes, I do have a little bit of a reprieve right now. And, you know, you don't know this about me, but I actually know Mia really well. And yesterday I actually said to her, you know what, I need to like step away from my business. I need to walk, literally physically walk away from my business and have some downtime because I am just exhausted. And sometimes we need to do that and we need to know when that is and we need to honor ourselves by actually doing it. So Mm -hmm. that was super helpful for me. And then when I woke up this morning, I had so much more energy. Whereas if I would have pushed yesterday and tried to, you know, just push myself through and keep doing, 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 I probably would have been even more exhausted today when I woke up this morning. Right, right. It's interesting about the energy because part of it is also, and this is not a um, health show, although uh, we do care about health here. but it has to do with the way we take care of ourselves, what we're feeding ourselves, if we're drinking alcohol, yep. if we're, you know, uh, consuming stuff that is um, going to mess with our body the next day. I've realized that over time that, that sometimes that has a, has a havoc on me, which means I'm not performing 100%, or in my case, I want to perform 200%. I'm not performing up to my standards. And not that I'm doing badly or anybody can tell, but we know on a personal level what that's like. And so that's very vital to our business. We are our business. So to have that energy and that space, that clarity is is very important. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and here's the thing. It's like, even if other people don't know and you do, you're not giving all of yourself. You know, it's like it's like coming to the table and being sick. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you can't possibly be giving all of yourself when you're also trying to deal with something else that's affecting you. And so if you're not, you know, if you don't really if you're not managing your energy and if you don't feel positive and motivated and energized and determined, your clients are going to feel that from you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to inspire them and motivate them. So you have to be that person to be able to do so. So in order to do that, you have to be able to manage your energy and understanding that there are going to be times when you're going to have to work harder, you're going to have to give it your all, you're going to have to push through, and then there are going to be times when things slow down and you're going to actually have to slow down and relax and not stress out that, oh, my God, I'm not as busy. Because I think that we're Mm -hmm. so used to being busy that we start to freak out when we're not busy. Busy doesn't mean making money. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a biggie, right? Busy Busy doesn't Mm -hmm. mean making money. That's right. Now, you can make money, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you're making money. So when people say they're busy – The question is, what are you busy doing? You know what I mean? Like, are you busy being productive or are you busy, you know, moving papers around or are you busy being in your head? You know, but what does that really mean for you? So it's super important that we're able to, you know, manage things. And there are things that we can actually do to help get out of our head and not be so stressed. And I know that Mia is a master at meditation. So I want her to talk a little bit about how meditation can actually bring you into your center when you are, you know, really dealing with like a lot of intensity in business. Thank you. 
um, it's really, as we started this, talk about how we feel and the energy and uh, the clarity of our mind. So it's, it's our body, mind, and spirit. That's our psyche. I call that the trinity. And so our psyche literally is who we are. So we need to be aware of those three elements, our body, mind, and spirit. And our spirit can get worn down. People are like, well, what the heck is a spirit? Our spirit can get worn down when we have our body and our mind worn down. So a way, the best way to center ourselves besides nutrition is also to practice a form of meditation or mindfulness. And what that is, is you get very still and quiet. There's different forms and different ways of doing meditation. There's the guided meditations, which I love. There's uh, TMing or Transcendental Meditation where you focus inward and you're just focusing either on um, a thought, a concept, clearing your mind, um, sometimes even just touching your leg as a trigger point, um, rubbing your leg to focus back in. There's different ways in which you can accomplish meditation. Because A lot of people come to me and say, because as most of you might know or some of you, that I do have a, a spiritual business as well as spiritual love business and part of that is meditation so um there's different ways to come back to center most people have a very difficult time i combined meditation and mindset practice throughout my day what that means is i'm clearing away all the garbage in my mind which i get from you know normally i would get from television different radio shows things in restaurants playing all sorts of outside sources that don't um, benefit our personal life, our business life, our family life, our spiritual life, or our home life. So remove everything that um, is gets in the way. And when you focus in on that quiet time, it can be one minute, two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be hours. Breathing techniques are a form of stilling the body, a form of meditation as well. There's a beautiful one that... Um, I love to do, well, several. When I start to do meditations with people and I get very silent, I actually pull in words that I'm feeling or seeing in front of me to support my body, like wisdom. Breathe that in and fill up your body with that and then exhale slowly anything that doesn't serve that purpose of being wise or serve that area of being wise. You can do that with several different words that pop in. You can also do, which I really love, and we're going to do it here right now, it's a calming effect. And remember, you do this stuff not to pass out, but you do this stuff to calm yourself, to center yourself, to balance yourself. So it begins with four, 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 and four. So it's four inhales in, you hold it for four seconds, you exhale for four, the count of four as well, and then you hold that emptiness for the count of four and you start all over. So I'll just show you. So I'm breathing in. One, two, three, four. I need to hold it. Exhale. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Then breathe back in. So you can breathe in really deep and enjoy that hold. And you're also understanding your, your strengths of moving outward, meaning that we don't know how powerful strong and amazing we truly are until we do the unthinkable. 
Some people say, well, meditation wouldn't do anything for me. Well, it could be, and ex- you could look at it as an experiment. Just try it. It doesn't mean you have to become it. Just be open to experiment. It's the expansion of your body. Another way to get in that stillness, that quietness within is create an exercise program where you're quiet and you can actually do your mindset work as you're meditating and um, exercising. So you may say you can meditate and exercise at the same time. Yes, you can. It's called the Art of Warrior Meditation, and it's what one of the things I teach. Literally, if you're in an active movement doing something with your body, what are you doing? You're focusing inward. You're in the present moment. You can't go out thinking about, you know, what happened yesterday, who doesn't love you anymore, whatever. You don't think about that stuff. You're in the present moment. So in that space, you work on your breathing, you work on your business, you work on your clarity, you work on your magnificence. Literally, each individual is so much more greater than they ever even knew. When you allow that presence into who you are, your business is going to explode. It literally will explode because nothing is holding you back. Your confidence levels, your calmness levels uh, levels out. Everything is very smooth. Now, I didn't take anybody on a, a little meditation trip, but does that sound, or experience, does that sound about what you were looking at, Bonnie? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because look, we all have to get out of our heads sometimes, and that's really what it is about. It's about getting out of our heads to re-energize our body. And so yeah. <clears throat> that was exactly what I was looking for is like meditation is amazing during really intense, stressful times in business. I have another tip that I want to give people. Um, I Like if you go to Lizzie Shaw Studio, she makes these cashmere little uh, pillows that have lavender in them. And what I do when I'm super stressed, I actually have one. <clears throat> I have three of them on my desk. <laughs> and they're in the shape of little teeny hearts. That You know, there's something oh, that I've fit in your hands. And what I do is I I smush them all around to get the lavender, and then I inhale. And what I'm doing is I'm inhaling the deep scent of lavender, which is a calming, relaxing scent, and it really kind of helps get me out of that intensity for that moment mm-hmm. and really kind of calm down. So, like, like, if all of a sudden I feel panicked about something, I'll take one of these things, I'll breathe it in, put it down, do it, you know, maybe two or three times. And by the third time, I'm fine. Everything's good. It's like nothing ever happened. So, you know, there are little shifts that you can do that really help get you out of stressful, intense situations. So I'd like to add, add something to that, too, that you just brought up that I think is beautiful. I love the little pillows um, mm-hmm. that, that you have on your desk. But I, I use oil. So... I have different oils on my desk, literally. There's one called Passion. There's one with Rose. And there's also a minty one because the mint wakes me up. And so when I have a project to do or I'm not feeling 100%, I'll just smell that underneath my nose and I'll wake, you know, it wakes me up. So whatever mood you want to be in for your business, use something that can support that because literally the, the smelling of it wakes up our brain in different areas. There's different areas of our brain that are um, connected to smells. So it's very, it's a, it's a wonderful tool to assist in. I also wanted to talk about um, 
two things about time with your business and the ebb and flow and about falling in love. You and I, with our business, you and I Mm -hmm. talked about this in the fall because I was feeling um, disenchanted. I was, um, you know, we know that I had a a foot injury and I was laid up and all that. Mm -hmm. So I got extremely disenchanted with work, with my business. And and you were sharing with me how you re-fell in love with um, your bookkeeping business, and and when mm-hmm. you did, I mean, your business has doubled, and your business was already huge. Yeah. So that is so important. I've noticed as I've fallen back in love with my business, the cool thing about that is we want to spend time with it because we love it. We people can see us shining brighter. They can see us more successful. They we help our clients to a different degree when we love more. So in your downtime, um, which right now I'm sort of in downtime because in the love business we're enrolling. We have programs that we're enrolling in right now. So I'm able to take that time and do projects that I've wanted to finish, complete, back-end stuff. These are the things that you can do during your downtime. You can still love your business and grow it. And as far as your clients, They see this. So as you work with people or bring them in, you can work on your email stuff. You can work on your social media with your people to up-level it. These are beautiful times to bring in clients when things are a little bit down, meaning that they're a little bit slower. Because we know when we are in a busy, busy, busy rush mode, we don't have things for the – we don't have time for the little things that actually is the ingredient – to making our business flourish. That is, oh my God, that is so true. So true, so true. So the time aspect, we can be down and we can um, take care of things. We can be up and delegate out. So remember, uh, be aware of your ebb and flows and how things work with you. So that's awesome. So let's right. talk about how to how to navigate the overbearing entrepreneur because... We all deal with them. Often oh, my God. We run into colleagues or other entrepreneurs that want, you know, something from our business. So I'm going to let you lead this one off, too. Okay. And I have a great one to lead with, too, because I actually just had this situation this week, believe it or not. So wow. it's, it's, it's so, you know, it's so time appropriate that we're talking about this. So I have a client that I just took on about two weeks ago. And... We ended up cleaning up all her 2017 work and starting like this week at like 8 o'clock in the morning, I was getting these text messages from her asking me how much each month was going to cost of work that was going to be done this year for 2018. And I was like, you know, I gave you a quote until we actually do your work for 2018. I can't give you a final quote. That's just the truth. And she was, and then she came back to me and she's asking me like the same question in different ways, trying to get me to give her a response. And finally I said to her, look, you need to calm down. You need to relax. You know, I'm going to, we're going to get through this. We will do the work. And I told her when we would do the work, we would do one month of work. And then I told her that after we did that work, I would give her a quote based on the time that it took. And so that was how I was going to give her the information that she was asking me for. I said, but 
she can't pressure me to do this work any quicker because we have some things that are pending that need to be done first. So she said, okay. So basically, she needed some communication, so I communicated with her. I was nice but firm in my communication because, first of all, she was text messaging me at hours when I don't even work. So I don't want her to get the you know, the feeling that I'm going to be available at all hours of the day. So I was not responding until business hours. Why? Because I need to train them. This is a new client, so I need to train her that I'm only going to be working during business hours. So all of my responses came during business hours. And then she calmed down and basically, you know, now she's waiting for us to do the work so that we can give her the quote. But it's, it's like, look, we have to manage these things. And somebody, if somebody wants something, they're going to they're gonna test you. They're going to ask you the same thing in different ways to try and get you to give them what they want. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to manage that. So, Mia, I know that, you know, you've dealt with this as well. How do you, <laughs> you know, have you done something similar or something totally different? How does it work for you? Well, um, for the most part, um, well, actually, I've, I've had a, I've had some crazy experiences last year. Um, I the the person wasn't overbearing, but the situation was. So, mm-hmm. what I heard out of what you were saying was, you set up your boundaries and you stuck to them, and you mm-hmm. communicated, which I think is fabulous. Which is leading me into two different experiences that you guys might see, where we could have shifted that, like Bonnie took care of it from the get-go, right? These mm-hmm. escalated not too far, but you'll see. So in in our business and Money Mentors, we also produce online educational shows for people. Um, they're, very, they're amazing. And so I was working with a client for about seven months, and we were uh, getting to her show. It was a month from airtime. That means that all the Videos were pre-recorded, um, all the artwork, the, the you know, all the computer stuff, the landing pages, um, the promotional stuff, everything was totally complete. When the client came to me and said that she wasn't happy with, um, with what was going on, that she didn't feel it was in alignment with her branding. And I said to her, why didn't you tell me this before? I don't know you you know, the, the business aspect of you. And, to, you know, if you, if you prove everything and say it's okay, I don't know how to read you in order to create something different. So right. she realized a month before we aired that um, she, she didn't like the, you know, the branding and all that with it. So we had to redo it. So that, that is something about boundaries and communication. That wasn't on my side. Because every time I asked her, she was like, I love it. I love it. It's great. So, but we do have to understand that sometimes clients um, don't, don't understand what they actually want. So in that situation, it, it was, you know, very expensive for, um, for the business because we, we had to redo it. But also, it, I learned a lot from that experience. It was the first time that that had happened. I had produced 29 shows before. So, um, you know, you never would expect something like that. Another time was 
we I took a, on a business client, same thing, business and finance mentoring. And within three weeks, the uh, client was totally aggressive and um, uh, combative and accusing false things. And so when it got down to the bottom line, which is what I figured out very soon, it had to do with money and not about the quality of work. So again, people have to be communicating. I kept asking her, is this the money? And she kept saying, no, it's not, because her ego wanted to say that she could afford what was what was happening. So we really need to protect ourselves be very clear in your agreements, your contracts, your things that you send out to people, and just move through it. We stuck to our guns with this, with that one client, and um, th- things worked out. But it, it was it was a very interesting experience. You, you remember Bond? You were there. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. No, 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 no. So, I know, and it can be it can be very you know overwhelming. You really yeah. do have to manage it, and sometimes you need to even, you know, talk to somebody about how to deal with this because a lot of because, you know, one of the things that you have to think about <clears throat> when you're dealing with somebody who's overbearing is number one, do you want this client to remain your client? Okay, that's the truth. You have to, you know, you have to know do you want this client to remain your client because depending on whether you know or not you're probably going to handle things a little differently. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be able, to, in order to really be successful at managing an overbearing client, you have to be willing to lose the client. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I say this is because if the client senses any level of fear, then the client is in control of the situation. The client has the power. And so if you are feeling fearful that you're going to lose a client because of a situation, you're going to back down. So you have to be willing to let the client go if that's what the, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If that's Let's right. say you don't let the client go. The client will continue to be overbearing, and you will continually be dealing with the same circumstances with that client until mm-hmm. you choose to do something differently. If you manage the client well, the client will learn how you work and will work with you as long as they, you know, they're happy with the results they're getting. They will work with you because they see the value in what they're getting from you and that they don't have to micromanage. A lot of times people are overbearing because they feel like they have to micromanage somebody. Which is interesting if you're both professionals. Right. Um, and you and you go to somebody because you you like their work and you hire them. It's in, it's interesting. I never thought about it like that, but that is because that's a controller. That's somebody right. who has to be in control, which means that's not going to be a happy ending for anyone. Because how can somebody do their business if they're being micromanaged or controlled? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. So when you're in business, you don't want to be micromanaging somebody, and at the same time, you also don't want to be a doormat, okay? okay? Because those are the two extremes. So in one case, you're overbearing and micromanaging, and in the opposite case, you're basically being walked all over. So there's 
a happy medium in there, and that range is going to flow all over the place depending on what you're working on and who you're working with. So, you know, just navigating the energies of different people can sometimes be challenging. But what ends up happening is if you are clear, like if you're clear and concise, a lot of times what will happen is you will draw that type of person to you. Yeah. So basically, yeah. you know, who you are is who you will, you know, who you show yourself to be is who you're going to draw into you. So those are the type of clients that you'll get. And I noticed like even in my accounting business, the type of clientele that I had five to 10 years ago was a lot different than the majority of my clients today. So mm-hmm. five to 10 years ago, I was kind of like in a state of ignoring my business, not being in love with my business just kind of getting through it. And the clients had the same kind of attitude. Like they didn't want to deal with their stuff. They just wanted to get through it and done and do their taxes. Now the clients that I have are much more interested in what's actually happening in their business and how they can improve their business. Why? Because I re-fell in love with my business and started getting more involved in my business and getting excited about it again. And so all of the clients that I was attracting were excited too. So mm-hmm. it really does go, go to show that how you navigate your business is how you're going to attract people in that same energy. Yes. And this goes back to last week's show where um, we broke down all the areas of of people you need on your team and things like that. So in our situation or in my situation with this overbearing client of three weeks, I did have to go to an attorney more or less so to, to be able to talk about the stuff. So when you have that going on, you need to have all your eggs in a basket. You need to be able to, like Bonnie said, be able to let go of, of a contract. Contracts are there to to keep things understandable and commitments in place. So if you sign a year contract with a coach or a company or a business, you're expected, like with Bonnie, if you sign a contract with her that you're going to uh, have her take care of your, um, you know, her books and stuff go through her com- your books and stuff go through her company, then she expects to be paid for the work that she does. I expect to be paid for the work that I do, and you guys expect to be paid for the work that you do. So sometimes you may have to just let someone go, which is what we did. We, you know, mm-hmm. we we did a financial thing, and we we let that I let that person go. So the the important thing is. You don't want, like Bonnie was saying, you don't want that energy in your business. You want to attract people that are like-minded. And and really, being in business and and producing that energy outward, you are going to to attract it back, meaning that if you're happy and loving and kind and honest, which is one of our next things that we're going to talk about, um, then you're going to attract that. Right, exactly. And look, you know, here's the thing. We're going to go back to the 5% rule. Mia has an incredible 5% rule where basically 5% of the people on the planet are going to be attracted to the work that you do. So there is never a lack of clientele out there for you. So if you are operating under that thought process, then even if you are, you know, let somebody go, there's somebody waiting in the wings to come in and take that person's place. 
So you don't have to look at it as losing a client. What you can look at it as is basically, you know, allowing the clients that are not working with you to leave so that you can have fresh blood coming in of people that really Mm want to work with you. And basically, you're going to have so much more fun and interest in your business when you're working with people who want to be there. Mm-hmm. I love that. And remember, guys, the 5% rule that Bonnie just told you out of will take $7 billion, you divide it by 5%, that's $350 million. So that's a lot of opportunities. And this is why you need to stay out of the fear, the scarcity, the lack, and just stay in your abundant, prosperous mindset. Exactly. And I think that that really is going to kind of lead us into why it's important to be honest and authentic in your business. You know, I know that the coaching business has kind of taken over. It kind of has a mind of its own the way that I look at it. It's like everybody is trying to sell you on something. You know, to buy this, buy that. You know what I mean? Like, you need this you kind of coach and that me. kind of coach. And, like, there's a coach for everything, right? There's a, yeah. there's a coach that's going to teach you how to swim. There's a coach for health, mm-hmm. for eating, for sex, for business, mm-hmm. uh, for selling, for this, for that. I mean, you can hire a coach for everything. And I believe that all of these things are valid and they're good and that people need them. However, you need to navigate through what is best needed for yourself as well. And part of that is seeing, you know, is understanding that there are a lot of broken promises out there. So you kind of really want to hone in on who are you connecting with, their messages, like what feels authentic to you, what feels honest, what feels real, and do you even know? Um, I think that it's so important because when I got into the online world, the business, I was kind of misled a lot. You know, I was told a lot of things that are going to happen that didn't happen. You know, I kind of had these unrealistic expectations because I wasn't taught, you know, what is actual and real. And I didn't really know because my business was all offline. So I didn't really have any experience in the online world. And communicating with people online is a whole different ballgame than communicating with people in person a lot of times. You know, it's, it's interesting because we are creatures, humans are creatures of habit. So if we begin to understand, let's go back to the Internet, everyone. If we go back to the Internet where how our world now operates, there's a... Bonnie and I are always talking about this, whether it's about men and relationships, and I know you guys are talking about us girls too, but whether it's relationships, <laughs> whether it's business, the internet has really separated humanity from their core center, meaning that we are a com- tribal community of people. We love to talk, touch, communicate, you know, touch appropriately, excuse me, I just mean, you know, like put your hand on somebody's back or to shake their hand, your friends, whatever, hugs. So we're very much a connective source as humans, but we're not experiencing that in our modern world. Why? Because the internet is so powerful. There's people who, you know, an expansive, there's people who hide behind their identities. So all of this has to come into play. When Bon was telling, talking to you guys about, you know, 
entrepreneurs and coaching, we see this all the time. There's, there's got to be millions of coaches out there, and everybody wants to be seen and heard. Now, you listen to the message, you meet with them to see if you want to coach with them, and then ask for references. People do. I've actually had people ask me for references. You know, do do I? Well, they haven't. You know, they'll say, "Do you give references?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." And apparently, with my energy, I guess that's good enough. But do your follow through, do your due diligence, because it is really important for you to to do that in order to be successful. Because there are people out there that'll promise you the moon, but only deliver the cement, and you know, then when you're working with them and you want out of your contract or want to uh, move away from that experience, sometimes, you know, just like any other business, they might throw you into collections. So it's not all as uh, self-growth and empowering as one would think. Remember, we're individuals, so you're going with that individual. Just like any business, we stand in the forefront of who we are, our integrity, our intelligence, all of that. So Choose wisely when you're um, wanting to spend that beautiful money that you're earning. Choose wisely where you go and and who you work with. Because and not make sure that, that you feel like honesty and authenticity from that person. Yes, because not every, uh, just like not every business is equal, not every business owner is equal as well. So... Well, not every coach is equal either. All coaches are different. And everybody brings their own stuff to the table. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're connecting with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you feel connected to somebody, they're going to be able to help you in a much better way. That's right. And, And remember, the most important thing is money is energy. And so you want to spend your energy, right, your money, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's important. You know, you don't want to just give it away because when we just give away or waste our money, we tend to, to um, we tend to be very, um, we become very unhappy. You know, there, there's a, there's a disconnect with ourselves because money is energy. So just be very aware of what you're doing with your, with your money, with your, with both the energy of, of your money and you, who you are. Right. So it is important. So I also want to talk about, you know, the the information that you give out there and how important it is for that information to also be authentic and honest and realistic. You know, um, I know that there are a million different places that you can go to get advice. And, you know, Google is one of them, right? You can Google anything and get advice. Um, But not all the advice is is equal. So my suggestion is, like, when you're looking for an answer for something, maybe check three different resources. And make sure that one of the resources has some type of backing behind it. Like, if I was going to go for financial advice, you know, I'm not going to go to – um, if I was going for financial advice, I would not go to somebody who <clears throat> is doing life coaching, you know, mm-hmm. on how to handle my finances, because that's not really their area of expertise. 
I would make sure that it was somebody who has worked with money, has worked with people on their money stuff, who has seen results, you know, and who is giving information out there that is valuable, like that if you follow some of this advice, it actually works. (laughs) That's right. You know, like that's really important. It's like, you know, like if I gave you three things to do to start saving money and you started doing them and you weren't saving any money, you know, how valuable is that information? Right. That's right. Now, and how and how authentic is it and how real is it? It's not, you know, so just make sure that, you know, what the things that you're telling people that they really do work, you know, it really, they're really, they really can get results because there's so many different things out there for people to do. If they're choosing you, make sure that they're getting the best of you and that you are delivering on your promises. Because if you deliver on your promises for things that are free, you know, and for information that you're giving that's free, when those people need to work with somebody, they're going to remember that you gave them advice that was really helpful for them that helped them in their business. And the odds are they're going to come to you first before they go to somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love that about business and about relationships and about communicating with people because when we do give in that way, people remember us. People, we also don't understand or know what the mass majority, if they even know who we are or what's going on. So when you get your emails or you see somebody who walks up to you and says, oh, you own that pet store over there? I love it because X, Y, and Z. You know that you've touched somebody. If you're an online entrepreneur, um, say a self-growth or an empowerment type coach, if you're actually connecting to people who are watching and following your work, you don't know. You know, I mean, all of this, like Coca-Cola, they don't know who drinks their Cokes unless they take surveys, and they still don't know everybody. But yet, right. if you were a Coke lover, you'd be like, oh, I'm serving Coke at my party because I love Coca-Cola. So it's the same way with us. When we get emails or when we meet people and they say, wow, I really love your work. I've been following it for eight years or seven years or whatever. And, you know, your emails are so engaging and they're important. This is stuff, like Bonnie said, this is where these people remember to refer others to you or utilize your services when they need it. And, right. and it's beautiful. It's really, it's really a wonderful, um, it's really wonderful and connective because if we are not connective with our clients, our family, our friends, ourselves, we're going to be disconnected with them. So what does that mean? That means the money stops flowing. I can't mm. tell people enough to just be who you are. And if you're a crab apple, then try to get a little bit of honey on that crab applemess because or because, <laughs> because it's so vital. If if you are someone who cannot, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert, an extrovert, that doesn't matter. Kindness is kindness. You know, some people hide behind the excuse that they're an introvert. Bonnie and I are both extreme introverts, but yet we step out into the into our community or into the community so that we can support people. You know, mm-hmm. these, these, like this show, this is a show that supports people. You know, nobody has to exactly. pay to listen to it. They don't even have to be here, but they are here listening, which is awesome. Right. And it's important. I mean, I think that, 
you know, giving people access to great information is really important. I mean, to me, I know that when I started my business, you know, the internet was not even around when I started one of my business. Well, it was around, but not, it wasn't open to the public. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so basically I was just learning how to use a computer. And when I initially started my business, I did use a computer, but it looked very different. Everything looked very different. <laughs> and so <laughs> we didn't have like the socialization on the computers the way we do today. Mm-hmm. So communicating was very different in business. You know, being real and authentic, like you were right there in front of somebody's face. So if you weren't real and authentic, they knew it. Like mm-hmm. you got called out on it. It was like right there, you know, um, because you were going into their office and dealing with them directly, mm-hmm. which was, which is very different than dealing with somebody, you know, on a computer that you may or may not see all the time. Like a lot of times when I'm communicating with people on a computer, I'm, I'm not physically seeing them because I might be chatting with them or emailing with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you they're not necessarily in your face in the same way, unless you're on video chat. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, in real time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in real time. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because when I remember when I first came into this uh, world uh, or this chapter of my life, you know, nine, ten years ago, <laughs> when I met somebody dating and they said in the real world, and I'm like, what the hell is real world and not real world? It can be kind of confusing, almost like you're in a sci-fi movie. But you're absolutely right about. Um, and, and I think that's why that people do get disconnected from who they are is because sometimes they can hide pretty well behind that screen. Yeah. Oh. Well, and you know what, when you have so much going on, like one of the things that I have noticed is that, you know, we have, I have so much going on all the time, like, because now I have to check my phone, my emails, my text messages, you know, my audio messages, uh, what else, um, voicemail messages. It's like things are coming at me from so many different directions. And that's the same thing for all of you, too. It's like things are coming at you from all kinds of different sources that we never used to have before. So we used to be able to be much more organized, a lot easier. And the amount of things that we would do, we kind of had like more set. Now there's so many things that come in along the day that even if you set up your day, the whole thing will end up changing. I I notice that that happens for me. Like there's certain things I schedule out of my day, but because of, you know, text messages that come in during the day or emails, I have to switch things around. Last night at 8.30, I got an, a text message from one of my clients saying, oh, my God, we have to redo all the 1099s. So, you know, here's the thing. you gotta re, you got to do what you got to do, and you have to learn how to manage it. And so okay. how, do you, how do you do that? Like dealing with the ebbs and flows in your business, setting boundaries, navigating people, you know, making sure that – People are not controlling you and throwing you off your center. And that would be the overbearing entrepreneur, right? Right. Um, Being honest in business, being authentic, sending out authentic messages, getting help from somebody when you need it. 
All of these things are going to make you feel more connected. They're going to make you feel better about your business. They're going to help you stay in love with your business if you're already in love with it or re-fall in love with your business if you're not. If If your business is running and controlling you, it's easy to fall out of love with it. That's the mm-hmm. truth. And That's it right. becomes you, very stressful. If you're, if you're chasing the money instead of enjoying the client, it's going to get dry really fast, really fast. Exactly. So it's, you know, all of these things that we were talking about today, managing your energy during the high times and, you know, making sure that you are taking care of yourself not only in the high times, but in the low times too. And that means bring, you know, bringing the level of intensity down and giving yourself a break. I think that, you know, I'm wondering if we tend to get addicted to like when we're in a state of growth and everything's coming our way and business is growing and we're getting new clients, and we're excited. You know, that's a very exciting time in our business. And a lot of times I feel like we're almost becoming addicted to being in that state, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that we don't even know how to not be in that state. It's like we can't be happy when we're not in that state of mind. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, that's why all of the things that we were talking about today are so important because we have to learn how to, you know, be around in the good times and the times that are more challenging because we all have those times. You know, we all have downtime in our business. I know I have downtime in my business and my business is year round. You know, like most CPAs, you know, they have seasons, like they have what they call tax season. So like, you know, mid mid or end of January through April 15th is tax season. And then there's another tax season before the uh, deadlines are due in September for people that filed extensions. And then there's another one for people that filed extensions that are due in October. So there are busier times in, in that type of business. With my business, I have busier times in my business too, you know, as a bookkeeper doing everything up to the tax return. However, I have different seasons that are busy for me. Like I have tax planning season that's busy. I also have my tax season ends earlier, but I'm doing work with my clients year round so that when it comes time for them to do their taxes, we're not scrambling to do the whole year at once. So, right. you know, understanding the ebbs and flows of your business and learning how to manage them is mm-hmm. key to you loving your business and really managing it as prosperous as you can. Mm-hmm. I love that. Also, taking time, especially if you're a business owner, you get to create, this is your business, you get to create your schedule, your timing. And remember, as Bonnie was saying, you got to take that time for yourself as well, because if you burn yourself out, you're no good to anyone. But you can create. Sometimes I, sometimes I'll take a Friday off and I'll work on a Saturday. I'll, I'll hold office hours on a Saturday. Um, these are things that you can do. You can choose when and what it supports you, but you need to still continue to take care of yourself. Keep that energy level 
up, keep yourself feeling great, and you will see your business running differently. It's interesting, again, how meditation and exercise, like um, some kind of an endurance program, can really set an entrepreneur forward. Because when they understand the breakthroughs of hitting different levels in a workout, Mm -hmm. that's when they can understand those breakthroughs in their business as well. I've seen this, especially I've noticed it in the coaching industry, that it's a huge thing to incorporate endurance programs with for business, you know, for, for entrepreneurs. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that may, that cool. Well, that actually makes sense because basically uh-huh. if you can learn that you – I mean, basically what you're talking about is also ebbs and flows because a yep. breakthrough, right, comes, you know, usually comes after a big ebb. Mhm. Yep. You know what I mean? It like does. then a breakthrough happens and then and then you start flowing for a while. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, you need the downtime to be able to have the breakthroughs. Like you have right. to be able to give your body and your mind and everything the ability to be able to come through a breakthrough because a breakthrough is big. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of intensity around it. And there's things that that happen on the course after a breakthrough that takes you off course for a little while sometimes. So you have to be able to, you know, like, because if all of a sudden, let's say you get all these, let's say you have a breakthrough and you get 10 clients all at once and you're not used to onboarding 10 clients all at once, that's Mm going to take you off your center for a little bit to get all those clients onboarded, right? Mm -hmm. Before you actually move forward in your business. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I, I just, I just love this whole energy around it and the dynamics and when, and when you can remember even just these brief things that um, we're talking about, about taking care of yourself and the ebb and flows. One, you won't be hard on yourself when you do have an ebb and we can't get down on ourselves in life especially in business, because when we do, again, remember our clients, our uh, patrons, whatever, you know, our patients, whether you're a doctor, um, whatever you want to call them, they're feeling it. They can, when your office isn't running smooth. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, Bonnie and I just love to talk about this stuff and we look forward (laughs) to you joining us next week for Business and Money Mentors. Yay. Have a good week. 